Hello and welcome to a new season of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. I'm Reese, and I'm joined today by Chris, Danny. Welcome back. <laughs> I love it, Danny. Well, that's welcome an American back. for welcome you, back, buddy. He can't even wait. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. New season. He welcome can't back. Wait for a cue for his name. Just jumps in, like everyone's come back to see Danny. Well done, Danny. Isn't the whole reason anyone listens to this podcast is because of Danny? Technically, Daniel comes before Danny. Te- technically, well, this is what we're saying. That's why. That's why Dan was trying to go first. Well, I had to jump <laughs> the gun. I had to jump. Yeah. Anyway. Sorry, um, yeah, it's not like an American to jump the gun, is it? <laughs> Oof. Hey, we're holding on to our guns pretty uh, tight right now. Yeah, Biden's oh. a bit, a bit, you know, holding his wallet, isn't he? Yep. yep. Do you imagine if that was Trump? Uh, well, we I'm, don't I, have an hour to discuss politics. That's not yeah. enough one, Chris. <laughs> we'll talk later. So uh, I think we'll get into it. We're just saying there's a new format to the podcast now. Um, we are not going to do long-winded breaks of views going over every team. No one here wants to talk about Antonio Giovinazzi for three, three minutes last season. And I don't think anyone wants to listen to it from every single F1 podcast, including our own. So we are focusing and diving deeper into the issues in Formula 1 surrounding it. We're going to make ourselves sound intelligent. Hey, We're good at that. You speak for yeah. yourself. I have no intention <laughs> of doing that. Thank God for Wikipedia. <laughs> Thank God for Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. F1 Twitter has <laughs> been really big. It's been good. Yeah, it's been really good. But without uh, trying to stay political, talk about our first subject, which is... Uh, the war in Ukraine and the effect it's sort of had. We didn't want to get political. We're setting a rule after this episode. We're not going to talk about the war. Well, I'm not going to talk about the war. Apart from, you know, the um, genocide and human cruelty that is that is taking place at the minute. But put that aside... It's going to have an effect on Formula One, and I think it's going to have more of an effect on Formula One than people actually realise. Obviously, Haas have taken the hit, if it is a hit, um, by losing Ural Cali. Now, we're going to obviously, we've got the Russian oligarchs that have got themselves tightly woven into sport. And this this was the case with with Haas um, of Chelsea Football Club, and now that a contract has been voided by the team, there's going to be question marks on f- financial penalties possibly for Haas. Um, how much have they been paid for this season from Ural Cali in advance? Are they going to have to give them that back? Because Ural Cali has now been, you know, dull. What's the word? Somebody? Sacked. Dropped. Sanctioned. Okay. Sanctioned. Sanctioned. That's the one. Thank you. So does Ural Cali exist as a known entity to give money back to? Big question. It'll be a lot cheaper to pay him back now, given what's happened to the ruble. The ruble has plummeted, yes. <laughs> um, I think a tin of coke is probably 
Hope I'm dodging me ribble, which is the equivalent to about 5p. Um, if you look on a map, the Ukraine is bordered to Budapest and Hungary. Um, and as you know, as the talk goes, if um, Putin takes the Ukraine, he is considering pushing on into Europe. So that puts into question. So it's, it's all scepticism, though. All scepticism, but you've got the question mark of the Hungarian Grand Prix. Um, and straight after that, possibly the Austrian Grand Prix if they push through quickly. We've also got to look at flights for for the for the teams to be moving their equipment around the, around the world. There's now a huge big circle around Russia to no fly zone. So teams are now going to be spending more on their team budgets. For more airline fuel for planes now to divert around Russian airspace. Go ahead, Reese. Yeah, so I think there's this big issue of traveling to all these countries now with the calendar and what happens if Ukraine do do fall to the Kremlin and everything like that. And will they push on? And there's all these countries that already, but they border, they border Russia, um, Finland, of course borders Russia uh, and so you, you have Finnish drivers will be affected you've got Azerbaijan bordering Russia you've got um, Turkey if we have a race there so even if trucking does Turkey border Russia either way they're very pally with the Russians as well Turkey I mean there's a reason the peace talks are in Turkey I didn't realise Sochi was so close to the border yeah that's why it was so amazing well it's amazing shocking uh to know what was going on in Crimea, and then they go, oh, let's have a let's have a race in Sochi. Uh, I mean, it's a, that that shows the difference between what currently runs Formula One Liberty Media to the uh, the old twat Bernie Eccleston, who I mean is a big fan of Vladimir Putin. Uh, Sochi about old men obsessed with power that seem to they like to link up together, don't they? Sochi's gonna be it. A circuit that's sad to lose, though. It was a good circuit. Is it? Is that, it? That turn three was fantastic. Yeah, but one corner doesn't make a race circuit. No, but they they could they put on a good show at, at Russia. Yeah, uh, uh, didn't we have a flying Mark Webber? That was Russia, wasn't it? No, Valencia. Valencia. Okay, just added that bit out there. <laughs> 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 anyway. He would have taken off in Russia because it's a no-fly zone. <laughs> um, but yeah, looking at the airfares, you know, are we going to see have to see some sort of increase in the team budgets through the year to cover to cover the um, increase in cost of gas, of oil, um, because it's not just a a knock-on. For for directly with Russia, there's I, I everything everything travel, in the world is gonna be affected. Yeah, but I I didn't think travel and expenses were part of it. No. Yeah, everything's part of your budget, part of your team costs. But you've got to you've got to think 
the even just the fuel suppliers. I think Shell are the fuel supplier for the Ferrari engines. Yeah. And they are they have been turning away fuel that is sourced through Russian oil. So I mean there is going to be these cost teams. There's going to be logistical issues that everyone's going to face. But we're running ten percent biofuel, so we'll be okay. It's good because we can plant this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the final thing I have to say about Russia is people need to wind their necks in about why Mazepin was sacked from from Haas. He wasn't sacked because he's Russian. He sacked because he was provided the Haas on the back of a sponsorship arrangement with Hural Calais, who can I not do anything with Haas because they've been sanctioned. So Haas are getting no money to run the Mazzi, the, 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 crap, the crap one. <laughs> We're, they're not getting any money to run him. So why would you? They've brought in a Kraken signing in KMAG. Um, and I think that's going to be bring more success for them in the future. And uh, now I'm going to pass on to Reese. I think wants to talk about Mazda's spin. Yeah, it's not the route that I thought I'd be going after we were talking about the terrible things that are happening in Ukraine. Sorry, the terrible things that are happening in Ukraine. I've gone all American and refer to it as the Ukraine, which is wrong. Uh, I also will say that anyone who says Kiev has to pay for a month of the podcasts. It used to be airtime. Kiev, though. So, no, it's never been Kiev. It's always been Kiev. It's just because you're, you Americans bastardize every single language. Danny, spell color for me. Color? C-O-L-O-U-R or C-O-L-O-R. Okay, now say aluminium for me. Uh, aluminum. Aluminum. <laughs> see, you see, you can't do it. You see? Aluminium. Yeah, I know. It sounds funny. No, but I wanted to add something. Um, another uh, something that's gone under the radar. But Kapersky used to um, sponsor, used to be a, a Ferrari sponsor, and they've also been dropped. And that's a Russian, uh, Russian cybersecurity company. And um, yeah. so yeah, they're gonna, yeah. they've been dropped. We don't really want Russian cybersecurity on our home computers. Don't. That company run the whole logistics and everything and technical information for Ferrari. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty sure in all the adverts I've seen, the, like the little, yeah, I'm pretty sure they yeah. were there. Like they were running the data management for Ferrari. I'm sure that logistics are. were logistics are logistics as far as I'm aware are universally DHL. No, 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 no. Which no, is no, and Ferrari has I U, mean, U, um, UPS, right? I mean, um, I UPS. I, I mean, yeah. like the data logistics of the company, like all the data, yeah. everything was done information technology. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all of it was done for that. Like, I'm sorry, but you can't just get rid of a whole company that has. Yeah, that but there's going to be another comp. There's going to be another company that's going to quickly put in a bid to take that that job off their hands. You know, America's coming I'll, down. With I'll them. be honest with you. I I think Ferrari would be lying. Like, I, they've ran to, tobacco sponsorships still after after what fifteen years it's been banned. Yeah, Michigan. race race. Who did you who did you just have pop up on your computer? Was it McAfee? 
McAfee. Yeah, McAfee. There you go, McAfee can do it. Mate, there, there, we go. there you go, Ferrari. We, uh, We've sorted it for you. McAfee's going to do your, your IT. I wouldn't even trust them with my bloody Tesco order. They are litter. <laughs> Like legit, and, and now we've and now we've um, solved Ferrari's IT crisis. We'll move back onto the subject that we were looking to talk about, and that was Nikita Mazepin because he's he's still got to be talked about in this podcast because he has gone and started uh, his own well uh, federate federation uh, called We Computers One, which greatly misses the point of everything that has been going on. Uh, acting like the Russian athletes are. The... And only has one member. Yeah, one member. <laughs> um, it's going to be th- going to be a three man race with Daniel Kvyat. It's going to have uh, Vitaly Petrov and Mazaspin going around turn three Sochi in all its full glory. Yeah, covered by no TV stations. <laughs> <laughs> but no, he's federation or foundation or whatever you want to call it. It's it's grossly missing the point. Um, but there's images that have been going around since Drive to Survive, and without trying to put a Drive to Survive spoiler on out there, there is an episode with the Mazepins. Um, I haven't watched uh, it yet. Don't spoil it. I haven't watched it yet either, but the image going around is one of a certain ribbon that Dimitri and at times I think Nikita has also worn this uh Is this this thing with Leningrad? This the black this is the black and yeah. Black and orange. This is the black and orange. Yes. Um it's a pro Kremlin a pro Kremlin ribbon. Yeah, so I've done some I've done some reading into this. Um and yeah it's been pointed out that the orange and black ribbon worn by Dimitri Mazepin is a symbol of pro Kremlin Russian patriotism. Uh, often worn by supporters of Russia's annexation of Crimea and the current fa- invasion of Ukraine. So, as you can see, they're dickheads. Um, I think that's the technical political term. Thought we weren't talking about Ukraine anymore. No, but more. I'm just. It sort of ties back in, unfortunately, um, with what's going on. But it just shows that. There is more to this dropping of Nikita Mas. Whilst we say it's all about Eurokali and whatever, there are obviously some political views that are very much against what everyone is saying. Um, oh, they, didn't they come out and say that it wasn't only Mazepin's dad that was sanctioned, that Mazepin himself had been sanctioned? Yeah, they have both been sanctioned. No, I say it's just yeah, it's just ridiculous that he thought that that was going to be a good idea and like how he even tried to use the whole... We race as one, and we compete as one. He he was really trying to act like he was the victim, which is just ridiculous. And the words Some of James Hunt, bullshit. I just <laughs> I just want to say one thing, right? As much as we dislike Mazaspin for valid reasons, I personally think that for him to go out that way from Formula One is a bit harsh on him because no. Um, no, 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 I, not at all. no, I, no, I, I do because like I believed if he was gonna go, he should have gone for what he did in the taxi or car or whatever it was with with that girl. That should have been where he went. He should he, yeah, he should have was, never that's... even been allowed to get this far. 
That was so if anything, you could feel even less. Though at the end, of the day, I see. They to keep the sponsorship. They were now in a position where they couldn't they... keep the sponsorship. Mm. Yeah, so at the end of the day, you have even less reason to feel sorry for him because he got twelve months more of being a Formula One driver than he should have done. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I just think it's a bad way to go from Formula One, really. But and the thing is, he's never ever going to get another chance either. Like that's it. Done. No. That's it. Well, now, would you want to get another chance? He didn't show anything enough in F2 to deserve a chance anyway. He was the sixth best driver. If Ural Kali that year. If Ural Kali hadn't been on that car last year, he wouldn't have been saved. You know. Yeah, no, I agree. No, but he'll, he'll be lucky if he gets an F2 drive in the future. With that, oh, I think, well, he won't be able to race in F2 anyway because he's been sanctioned and he can't race. Eventually. But what we can say is talking about from going from talking about what was on last year's cars, we can now talk about what's on this year's cars because Danny has been dying to talk liveries and design and he's got a lot of paper in front of him. So, so let's talk about 2022. <laughs> let's talk about 2022. And the new card that we're going to be having. Um, I'm just going to hit quick bullet points. I'm trying not to bore everyone here. But um, big changes. Front wing is going to be more neutral. It's going to be less aerosensitive. So when a driver is cl- running close behind, you know the wake is going to be so terrible. It's going to remove some of the vital vortexes that 2021 car had. That um, The Y250 vortex that, that, um, they talk, that we probably heard about. So that's going to be changed. Uh, the rear wing, in combination with the front wing, it draws the wake that the front wing produces and brings it up and over the following car instead of directly into it. So we should have, theoretically, more wheel-to-wheel racing this year. And we've had some great examples in qualifying. I mean, not in qualifying, in testing of, you know, pretty decent racing. Uh, Stroll, we saw Stroll um, the other day. We saw uh, Hamilton and Gasly go together. That was a quite a uh, quite a drive. Um, and Chris, what do you think? Just what you said in there. The I can't remember who it was came out and said it. There is a hole behind the car in front, but you can get in that hole. Well, we cannot get further than that. So although we've been promised more side by side, drivers are starting to say we're not. We we can't get out from behind the car to be able to get up. Alongside them, mm-hmm. you say that, but part of racing is you don't. I mean, it's nothing's given to you in motorsport. Nothing should be given to you if you can get right up behind them. Yeah, sure, you might have to pull alongside them, but it means you'll have to be braver on the brakes. You'll have to be inventive, and I don't think overtaking necessarily makes a good race. I mean, we're doing a poll currently in our in our Facebook group, and while the more successful races that made it further in the competition was. Imola 2005. Uh, well, Imola 2005 a little bit of overtaking the whole race. A little bit of overtaking, not much at all. I mean, but what was so dramatic about it was Schumacher getting up close and not quite being able to get past. And no, I Imola, that was have... Imola. Mm-hmm. I sort of said Imola, yeah. You said Spam. Spain. Does he Spain? Chris is deaf as well as Ginger. I'm <laughs> not Ginger, I'm Grey. Yeah, and what's left <laughs> and right of the grey, Chris? Tell me. Well, what's that, fam? Yeah, that's ginger. <laughs> I just haven't washed those sides. I, 
I, I, I'm not going to say anything about ginger beards um, because I bought one myself. Um, but no, I just, I, I think I, I would rather have... And it'll grow when you hit puberty. <laughs> I would rather have, say in a race you, you've got like 60 laps. I'd rather have 40 laps where you've got side-by-side action rather than 20 laps when you've got overtakes. I'd rather just see cars fighting because I don't think the overtakes is what makes it special. It's the battle itself. Yeah, it's more spectacular. Take away from what Danny's probably about to say, we got bigger DRS this year. I was going to give an example of last year. Hungary, the reason why it was such a great race last year is because we saw Hamilton coming up the, uh, up the grid, coming up the field and blocked by Alonso, and they had a great scrap for seven to ten laps, something like that. So I get what Reese is saying. There wasn't that much overtaken in that race. We saw Vettel struggle behind Ocon the whole race, but um, you know you you did have some battles, and the good good races will be remembered by the battles that they had. But uh, let me let me continue with uh, with next year's car. Um, just a couple more things. Um, the floor we've all seen the floor has been changed. The shape has been changed. Um, there now uh, underneath the floor we have tunnels produces a, a good ground effect. So most of the downforce is going to be generated through there, and that also produces less disruptive airflow for the car behind. Um, the bodywork, the shape of the car, it's if you look at the side profile profile, it's much cleaner. Um, especially around the bargeboard area and the side around the cockpit. It's just more more cleaner. And um, a good example of that this year, there's opposite ends. You've seen, we've all seen Mercedes, um, no side pod pretty much concept. And that looks like super clean. But then at the opposite end, you have Ferrari's uh, side pods, which are bulbous <laughs> and huge. Um, so, you know. And beautiful. It is beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful curves on it. I would like to say to the um, to the lady that put the game out of she's doing a shot every time we hear the word bulbous on Sky F1. I would like to know how she got on. I would like to know how drunk she Porpus. got. Porpus. 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 I, I would yeah. like to know every how, time um, she got to half past seven. <laughs> well, she listened to the podcast. If she's listening to podcast, I have to take a drink for uh, that word. Porpus. Oh, shit. Porpus. <laughs> <laughs> Porpoise. <laughs> <laughs> so let me finish up. Uh, yeah, uh, and then also the weight. The weight of the car has changed. It's um, it's gone up in weight, seven hundred ninety kilos. New wheels are a big a big factor on that. Uh, but just the increase on the safety requirements, and also the tires are less prone to overheating. So you, you say the weight's gone up. The weight's gone up even further. Yeah. The, the car used to weigh seven fifty four, seven fifty two. Now it's up to seven ninety. So it's a it's a difference. Um, and the wheels, the new rims going for uh, to the eighteen inch rims. That's also um, a weight gain there, there yeah, as well. But that that's that's not what I was. Getting. I was saying the weight has actually gone up since like teams had a meeting in Bahrain. The standard weight's gone up again because they've increased the weight of standard parts to try and counter Danny porpoising. Mm. <laughs> Take that drink, Just a couple Danny, of things on what on what Danny said there. Um, there was images today on Sky Sports News. No Autosport. I will, you know, promote both Sky Sports News and Autosport as fine members of the press, like ourselves. Is um, there anyone in particular that you like on Sky Sports? 
just out of curiosity. Um, <laughs> uh, I like a few you know, people. Can't think of anyone. Um, but off the top of my head, that's that's <laughs> not go there, please. That's not. No, we don't want to be bad. Can can we? You know what? Ted Kravitz, man's a genius. Ted Kravitz is the ma- Ted Kravitz is the reason that I am okay with still having Sky and not being able to get F1 TV. I totally queued for an hour to meet him once. Um, the Porpison. There was pictures of in Autosport of the Mercedes team um, during Friday testing, cutting pieces in the floor um, to the, at the rear end of the floor. Um, trying to combat the porpoise, um, and it, it also sh- it showed basically that Mercedes, as much as everybody likes to think of sandbagging, they're not on top of that car. They really struggle uh, on high fuel in low speed corners. I mean, lots of teams are struggling, but Mercedes in particular, they have some catastrophic understeer. Mm. An awful porpoise. Before I drink, let me make my point. Let me make my point. <laughs> Last year uh, at Bahrain, in, I don't know, not to spoil anything uh, if you haven't seen Drive to Survive, but Mercedes came into 2021 testing also with a pretty bad car. And um, they were writ- written off by some of the experts, Karun Chandok. Uh, and, wait, um, wait. Do you, you mean Karun Chandok, who says he likes to stay on the fence, but said, I'm all in on Red Bull this year? Oh, he said it. Expert, but he, I, also, he, I, said he it. also I never want to hear his... you say that again in your life ever. I, I never want to hear those two words together ever. Or porpoise? No, porpoise? <laughs> no, what Chandok an expert? Yeah, never ever in my life again. <laughs> to, to be honest, I do, I do look at like the, some of the pundits you get on F1 and on Sky, and I do think you've got all these ex drivers, but. Billy Monger is a better pundit than majority of them on Channel Four. I think he. I like Alex Brundle. Than... Alex Brundle's good yeah. as well. He he is going to be in in the, the in the game for as long as his dad for as long as his dad. I, I see it. But I, it's also a merit. He's pretty good. I can see him taking over his dad. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But it'll be a, it'll be on merit because he is really good. Get, just give also, me the Channel Four team with Ted Kravitz. Also. I really like Joe Lynn Palmer as well. I really like him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you yeah, guys really caught? Uh, well, he does have, he's running a really good series right now on classic races, and he's given his analysis of it. It's a, it's a must-see. Who, who's giving that? Sorry? Julian Palmer. Julian Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. Okay. Shit driver, but he's, he's a really good <laughs> he's a really good eye. He's a really good expert. <laughs> yeah, he's the a very good problem. pundit. Yeah. The only, I, I do rate Billy Munger, but yeah, I it's going to sound awful, but he is just lacking that experience to be able to talk about a driver's perspective to a certain degree. Well, so is Karun Chandok, and we still fair one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Karun Karun Chandok knows exactly what the cars look like in his mirrors as they come to lap him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, with those, what is it like eleven races or something like that? It keeps flashing up on the graphic. He had a season that he had like. He had a season at like HRT, and did he not race someone else as well? No, Lotus. He might uh, he might have been Team Lotus slash Catrium. Yeah, Team Lotus, not yeah. 
because they always put it underneath his name in the graphic on Sky, like, wow, like, wow, like, 11 races. Are you joking me? <laughs> like, Doesn't he have the record for the lowest position in a race where everybody competed in? I think he had 24th place. Uh, the Chinese Grand Prix where everybody Chandler? finished the race. He was last. Was it Karun Chandok or was it Naren Kartikeyan who had that record? Oh, man. Now I feel bad. Uh, I don't damn. know. Yeah, look that one up. Someone, Danny to Danny. Damn. <laughs> damn, Danny. <laughs> Reese got you. Danny, I thought Danny. you knew Reese got you. everything. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I don't, unfortunately. There's an American anyway, that admits he doesn't know everything. <laughs> I think he did, but then you kept saying porpoising and he had to oh, keep drinking. Shit. <laughs> I, Have you completed your porpoising? Your bit, Danny? Uh, I, I actually had one more um, one more topic that I wanted to talk about. But we're going to be returning to uh, Melbourne, Canada, um, Japan, Singapore this year. So, Are we back in China? And we're back in China, yeah. Yeah, for the time being. Yeah, I can see that one oh. being iffy. Yeah, but they have signed they have signed a, a contract for for multiple years, so they're going to be in the calendar for sure. But I don't know, it's, it's just great. Canada was my, is one of my favorite tracks. Melbourne's going to be uh, there's going to be changes to the track so to provide better racing. Um, Suzuka is is a driver favorite, and that's coming back. And Singapore is just it's it's a really great race to have in that part of the world. Um, and then Miami. Miami makes its introduction this year, uh, a.k.a. the Influencer Grand Prix, I'm going to call it. Um, that's going to be very shortly in May 6th to 8th. And, of course, Russia is canceled. <laughs> just, just remember that that is all subject to COVID. And COVID ain't gone away. No, as we're seeing right now with Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, actually, you know, schedule is pending a catastrophic return. But uh, speaking of catastrophic returns, one ca- one return that would be catastrophic that isn't going to happen is what Dan wants to talk about. So, Dan, take it away. Yeah, I've picked the best subject that actually, to be fair, nobody even thought of. Um, the fact that we have no Michael Massey, the fact that public opinion... FIA ruling and regulations actually did its job. Too late, but it did its job. Yes, Chris. When are the FIA going to actually show us the ruling? Because they got they got away with it in Ferrari, but they cannot. Get away with it again. It's coming after Bahrain, is it not? But they're going to. They're going to. They're going to get away with it. They didn't release Ferrari's power unit uh, situation back in 2019, and they're not going to release this. They, they will release did. this. They've have said that they are They, probably, they are going to release it. The Ferrari one didn't get released because they made a below-the-table agreement with Ferrari. The Ferrari one probably was released. It was just blocked by Kaspersky. We lost information. I <laughs> know. Uh, Damn happened? Russians. <laughs> um, but no. But it porpoised off the off the Oh damn it. <laughs> I personally think barring the bar the ruling coming out and the documents obviously giving us more information on what happened. I think it's something that I've, that should have never been allowed to happen, regardless of the team radios and all that sort of stuff. Like 
the format for one person controlling everything and having that big of a say is just stupid. It's like, why why is one person get allowed that much responsibility? The, the, the thing that Michael Massey should have been sat down and spoken to after the whole incident in the race before Abu Dhabi. Yeah, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Saudi Arabia was yeah, an absolute Yeah, where he sat farce. there at the start and made an agreement with Red Bull as to where they would start Verstappen. I'm going to offer you to start in third place. Well, we'll come back to you, Michael. That <laughs> he should have been spoken to after that. You can't go making up the rules. But as heartbreaking as it was after Abu Dhabi, all this crap that people are talking about... Verstappen being a false um, champion. He's, he's a not. False champion. He's not a, a false champion. champion. He he is the champion. At the end of the day, he did nothing wrong. He did absolutely nothing wrong. He led the most laps in a season. He led the most laps in a season. He, he did absolutely nothing yeah, wrong in Abu Dhabi. He, did, he had dirty driving. He brake checked Hamilton. He brake checked Hamilton, and he was a dirty driver. But multiple times throughout that there's also moments in Abu Dhabi where he was kind of reckless in the first lap he, he, was, he was no no I don't think uh, I don't think Abu Dhabi he did anything let's wrong let's think back to Schumacher but... and how reckless he was you know yeah but Sh- Schumacher never parked his car on, st- on top of someone's head did he and then revved the wheel a little bit like, he went over the, the top engine. of somebody's head once Senna let's think of what Senna did to Prost or well, Prost did the Senna more in my liking. You know, well, Balestra did the Senna in '89. Yeah, Balestra did what Balestra Senna did to Prost in '90. I'm, I'm Balestra sorry, Chris. I completely disagree with you. You cannot call someone a valid champion when it was gifted to them and the race was not equal. An outside force changed the outcome, the same as if I was to go and drug a horse and bet on it. It how it wasn't criminal and illegal for him to do what he done is like the fact that we now have the multiple people that can make a decision together i think is as much as i hate what happened and i really hate it as i obviously in the podcast and stuff said this is the only glimmer of light that comes out of that situation where it cannot happen again well, that's good. I mean, that's true. I think everyone knew it was messed up from fans to betting companies knew it was messed up. I mean, Paddy Power paid, paid out, out on all bets for yeah. Hamilton and Verstappen. It's, I mean, as Chris says, oh yeah, sure, he did nothing wrong in Abu Dhabi on track. Like, Verstappen, he, whilst he was gifted the title, he didn't have a say in being gifted the title. For me, you could also say the false champion thing is because from round one, he had team orders. He always had the best car, apart from maybe in Brazil when Mercedes had a super engine. That might be the only race last season he didn't have the best car. I mean, the reason that Red Bull didn't win the Constructors' Championship last season was because they prioritised the Drivers' Championship and they screwed Checo in a few races, which meant that they got jumped by both Mercedes cars. And and yeah. we are and Christian Horner was Christian Christian Horner even said. No one remembers who wins the Constructors' Championship. Everyone remembers the Drivers' Championship. And that's why they went for the Drivers. I don't know. I, I disagree. 
And the money comes from the constructors. Yeah. Money comes from the constructors, but you don't need to worry about money when you own by a massive drinks brand. The what that, that annoys me as well is that the, the attitude that Christian Horner and Max Verstappen do have at the minute about the sacking of Michael Massey. Like, it, Karen Horner has kicked in already. Yeah, I did like the, the Red Bull press releases that came throughout the day via Andrew Benson at BBC F1. Uh, he... <laughs> He said, oh, he, he reported the Christian Horner stuff about the side pods. Then he retracted it. Then he said, no, it did happen. But Red Bull then re- released their own statement, counteracting that, saying they weren't going to protest and they have no further comment. And then said but it was somewhere legal. In that, they also made a... Yeah, they said it was legal. And then, I mean, throughout the whole, like, t- at the last test, Red Bull have gone illegal, no comment, illegal legal no comment legal i think is how it's gone i think which is just ridiculous i think whenever mercedes looked like they were slow and in trouble suddenly their car became legal that's it yeah and it's all legal when you lose it and they 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 were questioning they were questioning the wing mirrors saying that the wing mirror was being used as part of the crash structure for the side uh, side impact and that that shouldn't be allowed to be on there but then they went and done it themselves well it's also red bull went and complained about the wing mirror on the crash structure and then which is designed by red bull complain about it because because yeah because they designed the crash structure that is designed by red bull like like i think the ecu is designed by mclaren it's all a lot of teams have put standard components into a formula one car so they can't really complain like that i just want to say that obviously with him going and it being a more what i would call safer decision making like scheme with the personnel that are in place and stuff like that it's obviously like something like this is not gonna happen again because it was so wrong which is why they now have to have the structure that they've got but i'm i'm looking forward to some racing i'm not gonna lie like it, it kind of feels like a weight is lifted off me that I don't have to worry about this happening again to Hamilton, you know, to Max, because I I would have been saying the exact to same Carlos. Yeah, Carlos, to anybody, because if if any driver had had that happen to them, I'd have been screaming exactly, you know, exactly the same, regardless of if I'm a Hamilton fan or not. If Hamilton had 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 it, the cars cleared between him and Max, I would have said. That ha- that Hamilton didn't deserve that championship because it is, it's it's one to lose by strategy, but to lose by external interference in the matter is unfair. What makes me nervous is they've got a VAR style system. VAR is useless. Are they over the line? Are they not over the line? Are they? Isn't that how you want a Premier League title? Where is this going to bring things in? Hey, it went well for us yesterday, didn't it? (laughs) Manchester United had one VAR decision behind us. As you can tell by their thick accents, Chris is a Liverpool fan and Dan is a Man United fan. (laughs) And Dan, Dan cannot say anything when his team's in sixth, so I can't say nothing. Anyway, Anyway, getting back to the sport that you will listen to us for, 
Uh, I just want to say I am really excited for the season ahead because I have no idea right now who's fastest because whilst Red Bull did the fastest time, they had the best car last year. Haas did the second fastest time in testing and they had the worst car last year. And there's no way that that is reflective. It, it's going to be crazy. I mean, some teams, their best time was four seconds off the pace and we know that's not going to be true. Let's be honest, Haas set those fastest times at the coolest part of the day. When they had their extra running, and yeah, um, look, can't tell. We haven't runs. seen. Oh, we haven't run. seen Mercedes full pace yet. Even if they are running, you know, even if they are in trouble, we still haven't seen their pace. And uh, Verstappen came out and said that they aren't running their full pace yet. Yeah, but he's gonna have to say that, isn't he? He's going to have to say, oh, no, it's, it's all psychological mind games. Exactly the same as Lewis Hamilton saying, we're not quite there yet again, but we're going to catch up and then be four seconds ahead. When's the first race? Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I just want to say as well, how good do those cars look? Like, ha- like. Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely yeah. stunning visually. I love the design. I like the front wing. I, I like the DRS. Even the DRS looks nice. Like, the way it's molded. I like all of the liveries, even the BWT, and they just, I can't wait to see 22 cars line up. Um, that McLaren just pops. Just all of the cars, they just look sexy. It is a sexual grid. Isn't that what I said, McLaren? McLaren pops. Ferrari looks like like the early 1990s, and it's stunning. 1994. Yeah, bang on at the front. Exactly, and then you've got the Williams looks great. Right, Aston I, Martin looks oh, amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Aston Martin. They, they, they all look good. great. They all look good. Right, Aston Chris. Martin's my favourite. No. Reese, uh, are you, are you, are you going to wrap it up now? I've got one question for you all as we wrap this podcast up. Uh, so come to Chris first, then Danny, then Dan. Knowing like Dan's little... before Danny. Because Danny likes to go before Dan, he'd always just jump in anyway. They're, they're nodding in agreement. Um. <laughs> so anyway I'm going to ask you guys one question knowing as little as you know right now Chris who's going to be the driver's champion at the end of the year Carlos Sainz oh Danny um I I really really don't know I really don't know but if I'm going to give if if I'm playing the numbers game in my head it's going to be Max. I think Max will repeat oh, as champion. Oh, talk about planets, if... No, no, I, I just see a very similar storyline to Alonso, 2005-2006, with this. But, yeah, that, that's if I'm playing the numbers game, it's going to be Max, but I just have Max slightly ahead of Hamilton, Leclerc. I, I think Leclerc is, is somebody who's being slept on. Um, he was a fantastic driver 2019, albeit with a an illegal engine in Ferrari. But uh, last year he did have two poles. So when you know when he has something that's going to be close to his favor, um, Leclerc jumps on that situation, and I I, I think he'll give he'll give Max a run for money. We only wanted one driver off here. I'm sorry, I, you know, I, I keep, I can talk. I'm sorry. I mean, da- Danny thinks that also that um, Kevin Magnussen has a chance. Lance Stroll also might have a chance of winning it. There's a good chance that Esteban yeah. can win the title, but, but uh, 
I think exactly. Latifi could do it, you know. Well, he's got a it, good car. <laughs> he's Red Bull's third driver, that. but he doesn't receive their points. <laughs> All right. Is it just me? Uh, sorry, I'm sorry. I know I'm interrupting here. But is it just me that finds it a bit weird that McLaren are considering taking a driver who drives for a Renault party, Alpine team, and letting them drive their Mercedes car? Well, I think when the options are Nick De Vries, Oscar Piastri, or Stoffel Van Dorn, if Nick De Vries isn't available, I would much rather have Oscar Piastri over Stoffel Van Dorn. Yeah, and you've got to think about what kind of information can be shared. What information really oh, going to be shared? Every inf- all information, anything he remembers, that's his knowledge, and he'll take that. Yeah, but- yeah there's a lot. But, but I'm saying, I'm sure McLaren, and specifically Mercedes, are going to be there monitoring that, that data information and... And able to, you know, pass that information to Piastri. And if you think, if you think about it, he'll be the only driver that'll have driven the Renault, the Mercedes, and the Ferrari engine. True. Dan, who's your driver's champion? I'm going to do a bold prediction and say Sebastian Vettel. <laughs> that is very bold. That bold. is very hopeful. It, very he hopeful, is, very popular if it happens. He is a multiple champion. You're trying to play the let's get my numbers up game, aren't you? No, I'm working on you, the fact that... You need Dan approval handle. ratings have just gone Th- through the roof. Right. Throw Dan's Twitter right. handle out there. Right. <laughs> Mate, I can't put my Twitter handle out because it comes with the OnlyFans page. But listen, um, <laughs> right. Let's, right, let's break it down realistically, right? New season, new car... New tyres, same engine, right? Porpoising, a man drink your drink. Uh, right, you've got another multi-world champion in Sebastian. The car is half decent now. I think if if they make gains and understand the tyres within the first three races, they are going to be up there. But then, so may, so may everybody else. But I think when you've got a driver like Sebastian, you've got a good chance. He would be the people's choice to be a champion. He's definitely people's choice. Him or Lando would be people's choice. But my my oh, choice yeah, is would, the, yeah. my my choice is the same as Chris's. I, I I'm being quite risky here by saying my favourite driver is going to get the world championship. But I do think Carlos Sainz is going to be world champion at the end of the year. If that Ferrari is good as, as it thinks it is, yeah. and the fact that he beat Leclerc in his first season in a team which Leclerc has had seasons with, um. Yeah, I don't see... I think it should be Carlos Sainz's title. To be fair, anyone other than uh, Max, I'm cool with. Just, just putting, putting it out there. <laughs> Anybody could win. I want to see Lewis get his eighth title. I want to see him break that record. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but um, everybody wants to see that. And to be fair, he, he should already have that title. In Funny enough, league. nobody's mentioned George Russell. No, because we don't want to jinx him. Oh. Shut up, Chris. Shut up. No, no, George, you George, you know the no. rules. No. Just, you Chris, know the George, rules. George, Lewis is faster than you. No, he's not. He's 10 seconds back. One more question and then I'm completely done and you can wrap up, right? Um, how long was the deal for the... Oh, the Miami one. How long was that for? Wasn't that 2028? Yeah, I, I think it's like, it was 28 or 26. 
as I say, at least at least like two or three, four, four years, and that's fine. That'd be good. Cause I, it's just it's something that I didn't look into when we spoke about it last time. That's all. Sorry, aren't you talking about the possibility of three races in America this season? Uh, what with one replacing the one replacing Russia. Oh, I tell you, that would really piss him off, wouldn't it, if they replace him with the US? But <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a poll in our in our Formula One page on Facebook, and uh, who who won it? Um, Turkey, which won it, and then it was Sepang, Malaysia yeah. was second. Uh, Mine, then it was the, was absolutely gutted. Then, then it was Legoland. So take what you want from that poll. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, my McLaren arrives tomorrow. Uh, Talk about Lego. Lego McLaren. It is, uh, I thought it was one that you pedal, like a remote control one. Maybe. I'm small <laughs> enough, I could probably fit into it. Yeah, but Chris, you it's can't like pedal size. it, can you? It's <laughs> about the size of the spider I took off my ceiling the other day. Hey, where the fuck do you live, South Anyway. Yeah, you anyway. You want to seen some of the stuff that came out of my Bergens when I came back from Iraq, I tell you. We and the <laughs> missus were sitting there and there was this spider, like that size, just come tottering across the carpet. Yeah, I'd, oh, I'd, I'd let the spider keep the house. Welcome, Mr. Spider. Yeah, this house we, we evacuated. See you later. See you later, buddy. <laughs> Fumigators I can't believe you bring up an awesome travel story about a spider you bought back from Iraq at the end of the podcast when we have to wrap it up. So, if you want to hear about Chris's spider, bird eating spiders or something. That's insane. But like I say, we've got a good hook now. So, if you want to hear Chris's amazing spider story, make sure you tune in in a couple of weeks' time for the next episode of the Formula One Fans UK podcast. Make sure you connect with us on all our socials. Um, There's a link to that in the bio of this podcast. As always, everyone, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, when we talk about spiders and other things that scary but not the war not michael massey because they're now barred from the podcast cheerio guys see you guys see ya cheerio guys This podcast is sponsored by Apex Tracks. For all your 3D printed track wall art needs, head to apextracks.com. That's A P E X T R A X S.com.